Hey, hey, hey! Welcome to Joke Local. Uh, we have our uh, a guest in today, but first, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Shannon. I'm Audrey. I'm Q. And I'm Wes. And Q- Wes is our uh, our our guest today. So um, I suppose Q or wait, no, Audrey, you. Who invited Wes? I'm I sorry. did. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> I did. Uh, Wes is a comic uh, here in the corridor. He does mostly stuff up in Cedar Rapids, uh, but he's been known to come down here from time to time. Uh, yeah. Uh, three years? Four years? Four and a half. Wow. Man. I've been doing this longer than I think I have. Q was one of the first people I met in the scene. So nice. yeah, one of my good old friends in the area. Lovely. Yeah. So I guess let's just kick right off. How did you get involved in comedy? Um, <clears throat> I moved. I moved here from Oregon mm-hmm. uh, in 2014, and uh, I'd been in bands out there for for many many years. And when I got to Cedar Rapids, there wasn't a music scene to speak of, mm-hmm. and uh, so I have this I don't know neurotic need to be on stage. I guess. <laughs> and uh, I understand. <laughs> I. Uh, just like, well, what can I do? And, and, I, and I saw Penguins open mic every Wednesday mm-hmm. up in Cedar Rapids. I was like, okay, I guess I'll start showing up there and went a few times. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get up on stage and, and got up on stage a few times and, and just really loved it. You know, I did well, I bombed, but uh, it just sort of satisfied this need of mine to sort of be creative and have a creative outlet. And then I started to build community with other comics in the area and uh, <clears throat> and at the time when I moved here, it was hard. I didn't have a lot of friends, you know. Uh, um, I moved here with my partner who got a job in Cedar Rapids. And so I just built this community, and it's just that community is really kind of what kept me going uh, in the comedy scene. So, Nice. That's awesome. That's great. We've never had a guest really talk about community before. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, like... Because we're all so self-centered. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, th- I feel like we've talked about <laughs> this, like the groups of people that you can run into here mm. but perhaps like yes but I we know. i think we're talking about it in like a west side story kind of way and this is like a nice way <laughs> I, the I, old yes. people versus the teenagers <laughs> the yeah teenagers. we definitely had that conversation yeah it's it's hard not to ignore that but it's also good to hear that the community uh has actually benefited people mm-hmm. and such um as always we kind of just wing this kind of uh sort mm-hmm. of inter- interview sort of dealio but i was wondering if um, anyone had any like topics in mind to like mm-hmm. start off just because uh i don't know um i think one that will be hard to answer but might uh have a good answer would be uh, what is your most what's the thing you're most proud of that you've done comedy related mm, that's a good question uh, I think just getting up on stage for the first time because it's such it's it's like such a sort of a barrier to jump over, mm-hmm. um, mm. and so just to get over that fear and anxiety and and I was a college professor so like I was used to being in front of people and I'd been a musician for years and you know and and played you know kind of small shows played big shows, um, but even with that it was still just such a barrier to just be able to get up on stage with nothing but a mic and just. Like, your job is to make people laugh, and can you pull this off? Uh, and the first time I went up, I, I did well. People laughed. And then the second time I went up, I bombed 
terribly because I was like, oh, this is easy. <laughs> and then the second time I, I completely bombed. And, but then to be like, okay, well, I bombed now. Now I feel like I'm in it. You know? Yeah, like, uh-huh. now, now you can move forward. <laughs> the experience. <laughs> yeah. That's sweet. <clears throat> um, but yeah, just just... I think just trying to get better and, and you know, I'm I'm not really in, in the mode where I think I'm going to be some professional touring comic someday, that I'm definitely a hobbyist, but it's still just something I dedicate myself to and try to get better and try to figure out how it works. And, and, uh, and I think that's the thing I enjoy about comedy is kind of the problem solving of like a funny idea that doesn't always translate to comedy mm-hmm. and so how do you how do you move from this funny idea or just this idea into something that's funny and, and just how much time and effort it takes just to write like a 45 second joke sometimes yeah. it's just really I, I love the process so much and so I think just writing a joke that I'm really proud of I think that's probably the, the part I like the most about it sure well what uh then what joke are you the most proud of of yours? <laughs> oh. You can't be proud of anyone else's jokes. <laughs> it's against the rules. Um, so I'm, I'm a veteran, uh, and so I, I feel like I can use that to my advantage. Like I can I can tell jokes about veterans that maybe other people can't get away with because people are going to be like, "Oh, how dare you? How dare you say something like that?" And so I I, I feel like I can do that without sort of that backlash. Um, so I've been doing kind of working on various aspects of veterans jokes and kind of rewriting and rewriting and um, but the the one I'm not saying this is my favorite one it's the <laughs> one I'm most proud of but it's the one that that I think kind of really came together it took maybe a couple of years for this one to finally come together and it's just um, uh, so I, I I used to do this joke. Uh, well, I still do, um, where we say thank you for, you know, when we, you know, we sort of have this compulsion of saying thank you for your service to veterans. And uh, I think what we're really saying is thank you for growing up poor. <laughs> but then but then that sort of morphed into this other one, right, this this idea of this this compulsion of saying thank you for veterans and uh, or thank you for your service. And so now I do a joke where, like, I, I think it's really important that we acknowledge the, the sacrifice that veterans make. So on my nights off, what I really like to do is I like to drive around the city, and every time I find a veteran sleeping under a bridge, I wake them up and I say, thank you for your service. <laughs> That's, I like that. <laughs> and, uh, um, so you said that one took it like some time to put together. Uh, what's like the best process for you? Because some people are like, I need to be in a coffee house at you know, eight in the morning mm-hmm. and like listen to a few sets a day and make this happen, write three pages, but other people are very different or yeah. they, you know, they like, I like to take a walk and then some ideas will come to me. I'll jot them down. And then two weeks later I'll come up with a punchline. Mm-hmm. What's something, what usually happens for you? Yes. <clears throat> so probably closer to that second one. So just like, I don't do it as nearly as much as as I, as I as I should, but just kind of have a notebook, kind of have a pen, and just when you have an idea, just like you know, mm-hmm. quick quick job, just even a couple of words, just kind of like remind yourself, like oh, this was the this was what I was thinking at this moment, mm-hmm. and I think this is a, a potentially good idea, or you might even come up with a punchline immediately, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I find that what I need more than anything else is just quiet time, which is which is something that's. <laughs> so hard to find, you know, like, because yeah. there's so many distractions. 
And so if I'm like washing dishes or I'm vacuuming or just, yeah, taking a walk and like letting my mind sort of do its thing without the distraction of a computer screen or a TV screen mm-hmm. or, a, you know, earbuds, um, those are really the productive times, but I don't do it nearly enough. Yeah. I think everyone can say mm-hmm. that, though. I mean, I was just staring at a screen for a little bit uh, longer than <laughs> I should have. I mean, I was doing work, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I have a kind of a kind of a similar process. Like I'll just have in my phone notes, like I'll write down little ideas. Mm-hmm. And there's, I'm sure you can relate, some truly weird stuff that I don't remember. <laughs> that why, itself could probably be a. Why saying. did I write this? <laughs> yes. Cry for help. Mormons <laughs> versus Catholics. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't help. Like, but no. I mean, it's. Uh, I, I like being able to do that because I mean, yeah. I like you said. It's um, it's those moments when I think we're not trying that sometimes the really mm-hmm. cool stuff mm-hmm. happens. Um, and it's, uh, it's kind of nice to have that little like stream of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and the hard part is like mm-hmm. 75% of ideas are probably not going to go anywhere. Oh, right? that's very true. Yeah. Like, but if you write them all down, yeah. at least maybe like the other 25%, right, if you right. don't write down to 25%, <laughs> yeah. that then, will then, work. then you're getting 0%. Exactly. Or, yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, I, I I don't know. I have a dumb phone, so like I've never had a smartphone. So like this idea of people like writing stuff on their on their phones is just so foreign to me. Like I'm <laughs> I'm a pen and paper person. Oh yeah. So like, do you guys actually like go back and look in your phone at notes? I do both. Okay. I have a joke book, um, and then I have like a notebook, and then I also have a a little notes thing in my smartphone. If I do. Like if I'm just grocery shopping, I'm like, oh, I already have it in my hand. Mm-hmm. I can go right there. Um, I, I used to have all a list of all of my jokes and how well I had them remembered when I oh, made the list written down nice. in my phone. And now I have a different phone, so I don't have that See, list, which is why I bombed oh. every open mic that I've done since I got back from Michigan. I have two worthy things on my joke list. It's It's like my mind is on power save mode. And then I think I saw a guy steal a bike today. Um, I, oh, I, uh, I stared him down to show him that I didn't approve. He was eating gummy bears. So <laughs> like, yeah, that's my, that's my day-to-day life yeah. usually. <laughs> that, that I have like a whole folder for the stuff I see happen at bread garden. Because I'll just go and I'll get like a cup of coffee and I'll just sit there for hours. And I've seen all kinds of great stuff. Including this one time I walked in on this woman eating a sandwich in the bathroom. Oh. And she was obviously like stealing the sandwich. Like, I don't care. Oh. I'm not a narc. Whatever. But like, it was the single most awkward thing to open the door. Someone was half she- naked and eating a BLT. I, I was like, oh. yeah, okay. Wait, she was. So wait, did she not lock the stall? Well it was like, or... you know, they're like not great bathrooms. That's also, very like they, true. they open really mm-hmm. easily. I'm sure she tried. Yeah. I'm sure she wasn't like trying to expose her nude sandwich eating ways. <laughs> I would hope not. But no, like, but in that vein, I got to be honest with you. I, I was born in 1998. I don't even think I know how to write anymore. <laughs> um, see, I write in cursive still because uh, I don't know. I just did never your quit. Grade teacher like beat you with a ruler. Or no, something? I like, just liked it, I guess, and then I kept it. But I also like write in caps, and then my crappy 
Yeah. Uh, f- like I do that kind of lettering for notes yeah. that people need to read as well. I have just really bad. I think the reason is that he does. My print is so bad that my cursive, like I was just like, well, this looks nicer. So I kept with cursive because <laughs> uh. it looks nice. Uh, but yeah, I think jotting things down seems to be something that a lot of people do um, to at least retain some sort of that like novel t- novel idea and like it's it's uh, I don't know fervor. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'm ex- explaining it correctly. <laughs> you, you you looked like you had something to say. I discovered a horrifying writing tip recently. You guys ready for this? Oh no! Yes. Writing stuff or like typing it out mm-hmm. in Comic Sans. It really, for some reason, like helps things flow. <laughs> Oh, I, I think it might be a dyslexic This font. is a thing someone turned me on to. And I was like, I hate you for suggesting it. I'll never do that. Get out of my house. But they weren't in my house. They were on the internet. <laughs> but I tried it, and it really does help. It's like, you know, you're not even really looking at words. You're just kind of like. You're not like taking it seriously because you can't Maybe that's look it. at it. Like, it's all just one big seventh grade bake sale flyer. moment <laughs> <laughs> on. Uh, and I, I do think it's interesting sort of like how the process of writing has changed. So very early on, like I was very much like, and maybe you all are the same, but writing is set out almost word for word and mm-hmm. re- memorizing your word for word. Mm-hmm. And now I never write a joke out. Like I'll write an idea out. And then if it, if it takes a direction, maybe I'll make a couple notes. Mm-hmm. But, but I just, yeah, I, I gave up writing sort of things out word for word a while ago. Yeah. And... um. I mean, for for the for the better, mm-hmm. because because it does free you up on stage. Because you're not just like <laughs> you're not in a play, and you're like here are my lines, and I just have to deliver my lines in the mm-hmm. right way at the right time. And and so if, you know, if you forget, it's, it's okay. Then you just move on to the next. Exactly. Thing and, it also allows you to keep in touch with the audience. Yeah, uh, we because were yeah, talking about that a couple of weeks. We ago. were, mm-hmm. yeah. It was. It's a a lot with, like the audience does have a part. And it's just laughing and, you know, <laughs> reacting in the way the audience should. But there's no way you're going to be able to have ad lib it. I mean, if you don't ad lib it, then you can't react in different mm-hmm. ways if you're only going to set yourself certain words and phrases and mm-hmm. such. I like to take that one step farther and I like to mad lib all my jokes <laughs> where I just swap out words oh, willy-nilly. Yeah. It I mean, that's really what... Well. You're kind of supposed to do, you know, find the right word for the joke. Because every once in a while you find there's a certain joke that it's really important to get. And I think I mentioned this before, like get the right word because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. yeah. Like there's some like punchlines, especially you just have to, mm-hmm. which I actually find that I like writing stuff out word for word and then not sticking to it. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, it helps me like get the stuff out mm-hmm. and then I get on stage and then I go off on some completely irrelevant tangent about like the spinach I had last night, whatever. But it, you know, it, it works out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know this comedian who's definitely listening and can theoretically ground me. So <laughs> sorry, dad, but, um, who writes I just heard out? about your dad. Hmm? I just heard about your dad. Yeah. The right told, over here. Yeah. I told him that <laughs> oh. dad had done penguins a couple of times. That's right. The, Cedar Rapids main nerd comic. Um, <laughs> and he writes five minutes exactly of material. And Holy he's just God. packing it in. And I'm like, you, please don't. It's, it's stressing me out watching you try and get. It does get, get stressful. Like, it's incredibly stressful. I always write too much. And then I always go over five yeah. in my experience. And so 
Because I just add so much space and ums and minnows. I, I have the worst sense of time partially because... <laughs> so it's the guy who does the timing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's no, I mean, bad. we both like, do. Uh, well, so when I first started doing it, Tom Garland would be timing us, and he straight up wouldn't, like, he wouldn't time you. He wouldn't give you the five minutes he was mm. supposed to. He'd give you three minutes, but it was never, like, a useful three minutes. Like, mm. it was always closer to two and a half. Like, his clock Ugh. started, like, whenever he wanted it to have started. Oh, and then uh, to make matters worse, once Spencer started hosting Yacht Club, Spencer doesn't pay attention when I'm on stage now. So he doesn't. I care. yeah, it's <laughs> it, I have no idea how long I'm on stage for, and I'm like, this feels like it's been like six minutes. I'll be like, what am I at? And then Spencer will be like, oh, I'm like, that's not useful. I and really then, wish my phone could record. And then no. for like twenty seconds, you're just trying to figure out. Yeah, <laughs> well, like when I started started doing comedy. Jessica and Austin were still running Hitchhike. Oh, yeah. And they were, they're, they're timely people. Yeah. Um, which might explain why they're in Chicago. Yeah. And we're here. Anyway, but like, you know, and it was like, you get five minutes mm-hmm. and then Q comes in on the accordion or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. And now we're like, oh, God, I forgot to time. Okay. So we'll just, we'll just call that first 10 like a freebie, whatever. <laughs> we're going to go get some coffee, yeah. I, which, you know, I'm cool. We just don't, you know, unless there's a bunch of kids from Go Grease class or something, yeah. it doesn't really matter. Most yeah, of the time. if we've got under five comics, I don't care how much time they do. Like they can do as they can do it until they're out of material, yeah. as long as they're not like burning out me, since I'm the only one laughing anyway. <laughs> it's true. I'm like, oh, I'm burn out on this guy. I don't want to be burnt out on the next guy. <laughs> better. Better give them the light. You're really selling the hitchhike open. Oh right yeah, now. you know <laughs> it's, it's a blast. It has been. It is a blast. The yeah. slowest mic in town all month. Yeah, it's been Oof. a real rough month. Well, a lot of people I know are going to yacht club from my screenwriting class. Bizarre. Yeah, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. Yacht club is understand. really busy and it's really frustrating. Yeah, I, I can imagine going. Not, I just not like out of a bitter jealousy. Well, no, thing. but it is frustrating when You'll get more work done at Yacht Club for sure. Yeah, I just don't want to do comedy at 10 p.m. on a Monday night. Me it, neither. I want to be unconscious at 10 p.m. on a Monday night. It's the only time that there's people who want to hear comedy now though. That's that's it. You that's get one hour a week, and it is 10 yeah. p.m. Yeah. on Monday. And the rest of the week, everybody's well, like, you know what? I don't care. To be fair, uh, Wednesdays usually usually even out. And mm-hmm. Thursdays will be good once you know it's springtime. It's yeah. The, the main problem with Hitchhike will be is always that it has like the circadian rhythm of the students, mm-hmm. and then it's amplified by the terrible weather because yeah. it's an extracurricular, so... This yeah. is not the time of year. Like, I almost am not going to hitchhike at this point Oof. because Oof. of the weather in my car. Yeah, I mean, and that's... I, I've had to had to bail a couple of times because I'm like, I have some choices. Yeah. And one of those choices is losing a toe. And the other one <laughs> yeah, is just yeah, like, who's going to stay home? Yeah. Um, What's your experience up in Cedar Rapids with... I mean, is there only oh, yeah. penguins or yeah. is there... Really? <clears throat> yeah. That, and then there's been some open mics that kind of come and go. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't had any new ones for like no. over a year and a half, though. Mm-mm. So we had a good one at a bar called Mahoney's and, and 
There's an open mic at Mahoney's. There used to be, well, and, and yeah. now there isn't Mahoney's anymore. Mahoney's changed to Dick's, and now Dick's is closed and called Moco or something like that, which isn't open yet. Darn. But <laughs> but Mahoney's was my favorite open mic because like, it sort of had a built-in crowd, and the crowd didn't care. Mm-hmm. The crowd was just going to sit at the bar and talk and watch sports. And then every once in a while, they'd turn around. And so there was, there was this kind of struggle. Like You kind of had a fight <laughs> to get them on your side. And I just, I really love that. I just enjoyed that so much more rather than kind of people sitting quietly and mostly other comics mm-hmm. trying to act like they care when they really don't or not even acting <laughs> hey. like they care. They're at the bar yeah. at, oh, at Penguins, you know. Um, I had a dollar for every time I wanted to yell at the comics who were being too loud at the bar at Penguins. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, and that's it. There's, there's, a, there's actually a showcase tomorrow night at Iowa Brewing Company mm. in Cedar Rapids Shoot, yeah. with some local comics, um, some of my favorite local comics. Yeah. Uh, let's what see. What time is it? Uh, it's at 8. 8. Yeah. So don't go that's to cool. it because you'll be at Hitchhike Open <laughs> tomorrow. Stay away. Um, um, let's, see. Well, let's list off who's on it, though, real quick since, uh, since we can. We have uh, Jay Carney, Mike Lucas, right? Travis Bales, I know, is on it. Mm-hmm. Gerald, uh, Bronson. Gerald Bronson is headlining, so that'll uh, be fun. Jessica Miserai. Oh, oh no, no, not no. Jessica. Marissa Grace. Ah, I think that's a it. very strange yeah. two to compete. So yes. excited for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't remember who else is on. Is Ethan on it? No, I, I think that's it. I'm, I'm not even sure Mike Lucas is on I it. I think there are six okay, people cool. on it. Yeah, and so that's a that's a Mike, pretty good Mike lineup. Might be on it though. It's great. Uh, so it is 5.30, which means it's weather time. Okay. Um, given that you don't have a smartphone, you can't necessarily look up a random place, but normally we have guests and everyone else do uh, weather in a different part while I say the Iowa City weather. <laughs> um, so that's what's going to happen. Uh, and then um, if you do, I mean, if there's any way you want to join in with yeah. the weather, I'll feel do, free. I'll do I'll do uh, weather in Albuquerque right now. There we go. It's uh, 50 degrees and sunny. Nice. Yes. <laughs> Which Albuquerque? There's a few, right? No, there's just one. Just one. Okay. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Okay. Yeah. Like the song. Sure. There we go. Why or we the go? city. <laughs> <laughs> there's so, a city? <laughs> there is. Currently in Iowa City, it's 22 degrees Fahrenheit, negative 6 Celsius. Uh, humidity is at 78% with winds going... Uh, either going or coming from uh, southeast seven miles per hour. Tonight, it's going to be cloudy with a low of 19 degrees, and tomorrow we're actually going to get a chance to feel uh, air above the freezing point. It's going to get a high of 36. It's going to be mostly cloudy and then scattered rain slash snow and breezy. Thursday night, very breezy and blustery, low of four. Friday and Saturday, however, are going to be mostly sunny with highs in the 15, around 15 and 23 this uh, weekend, though, we're going to get more snow. Ugh. Uh, but I might have a chance tomorrow to remove my car from my back lot because it is frozen. Yeah, my car is also frozen. There. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> Audrey, what you got? So in Murmansk, Russia, which is in <laughs> Siberia, um, it's currently minus eight degrees mm. but you'll all be heartened to know that over the next few days it will actually be a little warmer than it is here <laughs> so uh i actually have uh some like relatives of some of my friends who live in siberia and they're very frequently like ha ha it's warmer here oh my god. shouldn't have moved to america <laughs> 
in fan favorite Pyongyang, North Korea. Woo! It is a partly sunny 12 degrees momentarily. The daily high was 36. The low will be 21 somehow. Real feels are 21. And it's mostly clear with a few scattered clouds. Uh, through the weekend, it looks like it's going to be in the 30s to 40s. Sweet. Wow. So Great that was time weather. to plan a trip. <laughs> you can get in sometimes. Yeah. It's Once just a, a big pain in the butt. Yeah. Let's be honest. Probably not the best idea you've ever had. To go? Yeah. Yeah. You know. I mean. Would you I mean, rather deal with this weather or North Korean uh, propaganda like tour guides? I just don't know that those are my only two options, Hugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think... I don't know. It was more of a would you rather than Would that. you rather? <laughs> okay, then I guess I'll take. You know what? I need to be more adventurous. I guess I'll go to whatever. I could take a trip to North, North Korea. Korea. Yeah. All right. Well, this is where the 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 hour usually goes. By the way, uh, we we end up talking on some sort of tangent, and this is not unique to this show. I'm also on another show. We easily go on other tangents. Well, I have a question. Yes. How did your dad start doing stand-up? Oh, my God. He, uh, <laughs> so he found out that I was doing stand-up, and he became very excited, like, more so than he had at any point, including, like, you know, when I, like, got into college. He was like, cool. And I was like, hey, Dad, I'm doing stand-up comedy. Like, you know, once a week I go and, like, tell like, very sexual jokes with a bunch of 30-year-old dudes. And he was like, oh, my God. I I have to come. I have to hear this. So, and, you know, he was like, oh, I really want to try this out. Um, and he, like you, is, you know, just interested in doing it as a hobby, meeting some new people. I told him it's a good way to keep his mind active as he circles the drain. <laughs> um, again, sorry, Dad. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I like to think that the old man's taken after me. Uh, <laughs> Do you teach him a thing or two? <laughs> he has his own thing going. <laughs> He's kind of a nerd comic. The first time I went to go see him, he told like this whole extended bit about truck nuts. Ah, uh, I, I remember you really saying something about that. Because nobody in the audience knew what they were. So he's just standing there telling this like super elaborate joke with all these big words and people are just looking at him like, I don't even understand oh, the premise. I know that feeling so well. Yeah. yeah. This is a problem that Q also has like with the people are just like, what? people are like a gog at you as if you're some crazy monster. Well, exactly. Just underscores <laughs> the importance of being able to tell your audience, uh, give, give enough explanation yeah. yeah and clarity but in like as short of like sh as as concise concise as possible and not thank you stuff <laughs> into five minutes to where you can't like sneeze yeah. or else you'll go over yeah just a little tip y'all yeah um that's a that's like, good advice yeah planning for like 4 30 i feel is a much safer but i actually feel motion. there's something really freeing about doing like 10 minutes worth of comedy and people are just mm. looking at you like you're on drugs right <laughs> like that's that's about as as weird as you feel outside of middle school. Oh, oh boy! And it's like you know what this this is what being alive feels like. It's just complete <laughs> abject humiliation. You know, I think 
we have different ideas of what life is, but <laughs> I I very much potentially. Uh, <laughs> I agree. It does put you in a place where you're very present. You're very <laughs> present. That's what I mean. Really, you're never it's more like, alive than when you're bombing. It's true. It's like someone throwing a glass of ice water on you. You're like, whoa! Oh, bo- oh this boy! This is where we are. It's a real ice bucket challenge. That's right. Except it doesn't help with ALS. So there's that. It, if I mean, if what you're did... su- if you're sets about ALS, then that could raise awareness. You're right. <laughs> sure. But I, I, I think this is super interesting, like the role of failure. Oh, yeah. Right? Like stand up more than anything I've ever done is like you're going to get up there and you're going to fail mm-hmm. in front of people again and again and again. And I don't know anything else like or nothing else in my life has sort of equaled that of like where you're just expected to not do well. Yeah. And you're going to get up again the next week and try it again. And um, but I, I actually kind of agree with you like that's. Like when you're when you, when you're really bombing, like you're feeling it, right? Like you're feeling something <laughs> real at that moment. Yes. And then the, might be humiliation or embarrassment, but boy, you're feeling something. Mm-hmm. And and in a way, it's way more stronger of a feeling than when you're doing really well and everybody's laughing, right? Then it's just totally. like, oh yeah, you're just sort of floating uh-huh. along. But boy, when you're bombing and it's like, and all these eyes are on you and nobody's laughing. Man, I, I don't want to say that's um, when you feel really alive, but boy, you do feel something. Uh, I've had, uh, I think, one of my weirdest sets, and you were there for it because it was at Penguins, and it's not hamburger sandwiches. It, it's, that's not weird at all. That's that, beautiful, Q. It's a work of art. Well, no, I mean, like, emotionally. So, I, like, the first thing I did uh, fell right on its face right away. And it put me in this mode where I was in like, oh, I need, I am overly self-aware and I'm feeling really wonky about it. But I had a lot of high energy. So I just started making fun of myself in this overly self-aware way. And I bounced all the way back from the, the thing. But I was like, I, I never like the, it never like dimmed. Like I was just stuck in this loop of like, I hate myself and I don't want to be doing this and I feel like crap and I'm making it work and I don't know how I'm making it work, but I hate myself and I hate these guys and I hate everybody. This is the worst experience I've ever had. And the crowd's like dying at it. Uh, Obviously I wasn't saying that, but those are just the feelings that were driving the words. Right. Do you think it's something, it's something about more like being free with the idea of failure? Because it's, it's hard to like, if you put yourself up on a pedestal and like, well, maybe not a pedestal, but like expect yourself to do really well. Mm. But if you go into something and don't have any expectations and when you don't have to have failed expectations, even when you are quote unquote failing, maybe it's my speculation is some sort of like freedom with the fact that you don't have to apply yourself constantly to that. And you can be on a stage a lit by a bunch of lights and still fail and it, that can still be okay you're still gonna walk off and like have a beer and I, <clears throat> I think you know when you talk to people about what they fear right like fear mm-hmm. of failure yeah right? like people don't try things because of this fear of failure and so it is liberating because if you're mm-hmm. like i'm gonna fail and it's okay yeah. and i'm gonna i might fail every time i get up for weeks on end mm-hmm. and it's still okay like i'm still alive yeah um and so th- there is like this liberation of, of like just allowing yourself to try something and not do well. And, and th- I think that does translate into other parts of your life. Then you're like, 
But not just comedy. I uh-huh. can try all kinds of things, and if it doesn't work, that's okay. It's okay. Like I'm still, I'm still alive. I'm still got choices. I'm still sort of you know pursuing things I'm interested in, mm-hmm. and so comedy. I, I think for me has definitely like taught me that failure is okay and and to not fear it. And I've seen it in other people. I would say probably one of, one of the most interesting things I've seen in comedy is people who want to try it for the first time and they really get ready, right? They get their five minutes, right? Like you, yeah. you have, you have a couple seconds on either side of that five minutes, right? And, and they get up there and they do their five minutes and they're so prepared. They know where the jokes are and, and people laugh because, you know, especially at Penguins, people are so supportive. If they're like, this is the first time I'm on stage, everybody's like, yeah, all right. And people, and you know, people are prepared and they laugh and they're like, that was great. And then they get up the second time and they're like, not prepared, uh-huh. and then they just bomb, and then you never see them again, mm-hmm. right? Because because it felt good the first time, but they weren't prepared for failure. And I, I, I mean, I don't that, dozens that, and dozens of people I bet I've seen over the years. Yeah, that doesn't even have to be your second time. Like some people ride the the wave of doing well and not bombing uh, for. And then the second they have a bad set, they're like, "Well, I'll just do anything else." Yeah. Like, I guess I wasn't meant to do this. Like, no one's meant to do anything. No, not at all. Yeah. I think it's the whole practice. As as silly as it is, practice does make perfect, even if Mm. you never get to perfect. And in my experience, like, if you do something every day, you're definitely going to get better at it. Mm. And if you stop doing something every day, then, well, don't expect yourself to get any better. Like, that's, again, expectations. I think... I think that comedy has actually been really good for me in other areas of my life Um, because, and to be fair, this may constitute creating a little bit of a monster, but I've become much more assertive since Mm -hmm. I started doing comedy. (laughs) Nobody wants or needs that, but here I am. But you do. I do. Yeah. It's all about my world domination 10-year plan, kids. But, (laughs) you know, I, because that's the thing. The worst thing that can happen, you know, I can... I can ask people for things. I can try things that I probably suck at. And that the worst thing that anyone can do is look at me the way people looked at me when I was telling that really awful joke about horse girls. (laughs) And people were just sitting there like mouths slightly ajar, like, dear God, why? And that's the worst thing that anyone can do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's it. That's that's as bad as it gets. It's great. Like, at least in terms of, like, you know, people being, oh, being yeah. embarrassed or, like, yeah. people's reactions or whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, until someone throws something at me on stage, I, I feel like I'm <laughs> pretty much, you know, at the top of the not embarrassed game. I feel like if someone threw something on stage, uh, at me on stage I wouldn't be embarrassed I'd just be mad I'd, be I'd a- take off my shoe and throw it back I mean don't <laughs> don't get it twisted but <laughs> I would say throw whatever they threw back yeah. at them but my shoe is probably heavier than but your shoe is something you need to walk I'll get it back it's your shoe don't throw give the them the power <laughs> that's true I might. they might not give me the shoe back that's yeah. actually fair I think she was talking metaphorically cute <laughs> I mean yeah yeah I wa- thank you I mean Wes. I wouldn't put it past you though no that that seems like something i yeah. could do it sounds like Definitely. something your mom would do 
Uh, so it's a uh, five. Yeah. It's almost hitting five forty-five. So we're gonna go to a grant spot, uh, play a quick PSA, and uh, we'll be right back with the last fifteen minutes of our little radio show. You're listening to KRUI Iowa City. Support for KRUI is provided by Little Village. Little Village is Iowa City's independent, community-supported news and culture publication. Little Village's event calendar connects readers with critical cultural opportunities. Through journalism, essays, and events, Little Village works to improve our community according to core values, affordability and access, economic and labor justice, environmental sustainability, racial justice, gender equity, quality health care, quality education, and critical culture. Little Village can be found in print editions at local businesses in Iowa City as well as online at littlevillagemag.com. Hey, how you doing? This is Joe Walsh. I'm speaking on behalf of Rad. It's okay to rock and roll, right? But don't drive home drunk. If you're drunk, call me up. I have a limo. I'll come and get you. Public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. What? Hello, hello. Hello. We Yo. are back. We have a few things to plug. We do. Uh, real quick. Say uh, the time and place, but don't tell people to go there because I, it's a call to action. It's, it's not a time or place. It's more of a concept. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so I got picked up for uh, to do uh, like a satire column in Little Village uh, yes. every issue. Very exciting. Um, so please, if you are so inclined, <laughs> you can go to... A, one of those little metal boxes they're everywhere and they're full of little newspapers that you may or may not want to read but now you do because i'm in it and that's what's important <laughs> anytime some places in iowa city forget about the restaurant reviews kids it's all about me <laughs> how many how have they not <laughs> wait gotten you're through? doing a restaurant review <laughs> yeah but it, because it's mine it's funnier q get with it <laughs> Are you actually doing a restaurant review? I did do a restaurant review. On milk. Of, of, oh, stop saying right? it. Um, <laughs> yes. Milk. The milk. cereal bar. Mm. Milk. Uh, my review is that it was cereal, and I'm kind of old for cereal now, which makes not. me feel old, but it's true. I mean, I had oatmeal this morning, but... Yeah, but that's like old if people I could cereal. Choose... If I could choose, I'd have just cinnamon toast crunch every day, but that yeah. might not be. Someday they're gonna bring back Count Chocula, and then you mean like around Christmas? I almost said Christmas, Halloween. Vampires are vampires. Very... I think they always have it. I just don't shop at the right. It's a good at like gross enough stores. Oh, uh, true. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we should also uh, at least acknowledge that Wes has a a shop in. Boat or Newbo City Market. Nubo. Oh, uh, nice! Called the Full Bowl, which is like a rice and beans shop, all uh, all vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you're that guy. I'm that so wait, guy. where's that located? Right. At Newbo City Market in Cedar Rapids. Nice, very fun. There are numerous uh, numerous foods. Go go eat some that that nice. Wes made. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a call to action. That is a call We're to not action. You can, to do you that. can. West made food and you can eat it. It's so hard not to do it. I'm so bossy. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we we have we have corrected. 
yeah. the call to action. We, yeah, we've, not, we've let the... Do not go eat. <laughs> right. Stay football. away. That's actually also a call to action. <laughs> Too much. Uh, we have to stay in fickle. the exact middle of the road. That's the idea if about community radio. You were to theoretically find yourself in such a position, it would be possible for you to blank. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Q, um, you had something to plug. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then tomorrow night uh, is Hitchhike Open Mic. Uh, we're having a special Valentine's-themed open mic where uh, only single comedians who didn't have anything better to do will be having sets there. We're calling it the Nobody Loves Me Club. <laughs> I should probably join just because. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you if you're uh, if you that was so, so weird, weird. I'm sorry. if you don't want to feel lonely tomorrow night, uh, you can come on out. You can come on out. You don't have to come on out. You can feel lonely if you want. That's your business. You'll feel, feel terrible all we, by yourself. We will do our best to make you feel less lonely, but I can't guarantee that being there with will a bunch of sad people will contribute. not make you feel more crushingly lonely than you have ever felt in your life. I might actually bring little Debbie uh, to heart-shaped snack cakes if I can get to Walmart before then. So. I, I am going to consider also bringing some candy. Um, I could try to bake some cookies. I don't know. I was also oh, going to see if I could so make lovely. things. Well, like, you know, the ones that have hearts, like the cinnamon, oh, not cinnamon, those. but the, the sugar cookies. Yes. That you just yes, cut yes. from a tube. Oh, I love That's... a tubed cookie. <laughs> oh, and another thing about the open mic. Yes, if again, should you find yourself in the position, you could come to the open mic and celebrate Valentine's Day with us. Um, but Q and I are on a mission for the mic. And this is, uh, since Wes is here, it's a good time to bring it up. <laughs> He's the nicest guy in the universe. We've been using this PA for like... <laughs> years so it's true it's true we're uh so if you should feel so moved you can <laughs> donate some money to yes. be, get us a pa fund um yeah how, how how would one do so that? we can stop being bums uh, okay so you'd have to go to the mic and give us the money you have first. to go <laughs> yes you would have to do that we have a jar that we pass around um or often just a used coffee cup yeah because we're classy yeah, we're recyclers. So what you got to do in my you, car and it's buried. No, gotta, it's at my house. Oh. You got to get like one of those little like wooden baskets that they they do in right like in church. In church and just be like, you know, here we go. Can't can't have more church unless you give to it. Q and I have been considering making a GoFundMe page for what Q four months now. Yeah, so. I've been meaning to make a GoFundMe since before Christmas. You know yeah, what? and he, Sorry, I'm trying to find he was it. like, we should make a GoFundMe video. And I was like, it's finals week, Q. We'll talk about this <laughs> later. And that I think was... you guys approached me about yeah. that. I'm like, I am currently not yeah. a person right now. I was so... way too busy getting a C in math. Um, hey, and I degrees. didn't fail it this time. There All you right. go. Um, let's see. Sorry, I'm trying to look up. Okay, so... Iowa Brewing Co. Mm -hmm. has a show tomorrow as well. It's a real show. It's a showcase. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, Jake Harney, it's a, a great uh, a great comic out of Cedar Rapids. Uh, Lindsey Harney's brother, Marissa Grace, Ethan Everhart, uh, Spencer Wax, and Gerald Bronson. Lovely. Mm, are all going to be on that show. And Beautiful. I believe it's free. Uh, Travis Bales is hosting it. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, I'm trying to think of anything else interesting is happening. Wes will be there in the audience, so if you really enjoyed <laughs> if you want to uh, meet Wes. talking, listening <laughs> to him talk to us, maybe you could convince him to talk to you after the show. See if you can get an autograph. Some little I'm, cringing. I'm, I'm making making a cringe face. Yes. <laughs> Why? Meeting people. But also flood water. You all talk, yeah, talking oh, yeah. about oh, flood yes. water. Oh, flood yeah. water. Uh, flood water is coming up at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. I heard that uh, right now tickets are like fifteen to thirty percent off or something like that. Okay, lovely. Uh, so you're, you're going to want to get on that if you want cheap tickets. Where can you find tickets? Uh, at floodwaterfest.com. Uh, there we lovely. go. That's, I was trying to read it off. It's my phone. A, a list of there's. A lot of events during flood water. Yeah. And it's not just stand up, it's also I believe improv, improv sketch comedy. Skit, yep. Yep. Um and then they usually have a little video festival as well. Yeah. So there's there's quite a bit going on. And bringing in some some I mean, maybe not super famous people, but some really well established. Yeah. Paul Rust is coming um, in. Paul Rust from uh he had his show on Netflix. Oh um, Solomon Giorgio. He's done. A, he's done a Conan set. I think he's done a Comedy Central thirty minutes. Wow! Mm-hmm. So yeah, some some uh, okay comedians coming in, <laughs> and I think some local comedians are going to be on of the course. show as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, think, aren't uh, you on Floodwater? Wes? I am on Floodwater. <laughs> oh, lovely. Audrey Bruce well. is on Floodwater. Are you on? I, I did not apply because I wanted to. I didn't apply either for a little bit. <laughs> but Q is Q is hosting a, a showcase. <laughs> Coffee and I, comedy showcase. Yeah. If you, if you have a, a pulse and uh, you know you're not yet like an open open bigot or whatever, you know, it's like you don't necessarily need to sign up. You're probably doing something. Yeah. Well, the first two years, Floodwater uh, didn't have you sign up at all. Like you didn't. Yeah. It was just literally. Brana uh, went around and got all the local people that he knew were any good had them uh, for sure on the show, and then uh, had other people, you know, uh, pretty much asked, like, people that he'd heard of and liked. Mm-hmm. On, like, an informal basis. Yeah, yeah. Well, well like, the like the actual, like, paid guests and stuff. Nice. Right. He was in charge of, like, the stand-up stuff, and then the improv guys were in charge of the improv stuff. I don't know how they handled that. I think I'm in a, a show this year that's happening at the same time as an improv thing. Mm. And I was talking about it with Mike and I was like, we'll see. We'll see who comes out on top. Um, I'm just kidding. I have... It depends on the venue for the improv stuff. I, I don't know what the venue is. I... That's fair. A I lot, have lot of it's upstairs at the Deadwood. One I think brain a lot zone. of the improv stuff. Or uh, PS1. Oh, cool. Really? So they're intentionally uh... killing it. That was a sarcastic thing. <laughs> no. I just meant that was a bad venue. I wasn't it, trying to be mean about improv. I like that it room. Is. The upstairs yeah. in the Deadwood? Mm-hmm. Where they aren't allowed to do things yet and they still have to get their permits together? I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm just oh. saying I like the room. Well, is that the garden club? No. no, no. That's a different it's... location. It's dark and dirty. It is 100%. There's a reason why they don't do anything up in there. Yeah. It is like... I've only been in in the bar itself a few oh, times. Oh, I've been there once with you. Oh, it's and I'm great. Like, oh, I, it's a little scary. Yeah, <laughs> it's, I'll be honest. Every, it's for a every place is a little scary. <laughs> Life is. If you a got little enough scary. anxiety. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been in a room. I wasn't afraid of something. That's. I'm actually very concerned about that. Sentence. Yeah, so safe space is important, Q. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Uh, 
<laughs> Wes, you know, it's been really great to have someone who lives yes. in Cedar Rapids on the show. Because, you know, when you're talking about how you moved in 2014 and there was no no music scene, I identified with your pain at the complete <laughs> and total lack of culture that was very present until like 15 minutes ago. Um, Cause I, I grew up there and like, you know, occasionally like Rod Stewart would come to mm-hmm. town, but in terms of, Billy you know, Joel. cultural, do not knock Billy Joel Q. <laughs> Don't come on, man. I like Billy Joel. And he also never comes to Cedar Rapids. He's too good for Cedar Rapids. <laughs> let's be real. It well, really feels similar to Dubuque too <clears throat> in that, I don't know. All the music that was there was catered to definitely not my demographic, uh, and it was it's it's nice to be in Iowa City, but I'm happy to also hear. I hope you said years ago, Cedar Rapids didn't have a music scene. Does it have something of that now? It's getting better for sure. Well, that's the, the, good. The, yeah, there there are there are some local bars who are hosting small nice. local bands that are doing original music. And nice. nice. Yeah, nice, when nice, I moved nice. there, every show was. Right? Uh, like, you know, 80s and 90s yeah. hair rock and uh, it's not my thing. And, totally. Um, but the food, just in the five years I've been in Cedar Rapids, like it, it is 20 times better than when I got there. The food is better. Oh, yeah. You know, there are places doing interesting things. People, people in the comedy scene are kind of always pushing to try to create new things there. It doesn't always work, but they're, but they're always true. trying. Yeah, well, that's the important thing, mm-hmm. right? That's what counts. Yeah, so... Uh, thanks for joining us on the well, show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I hope you had a good time. Yes, it's fun. <laughs> cool. It's uh, it's always fun having a radio show. Um, we're gonna have. I'm gonna try to put this up on the SoundCloud uh, within the next day or so because I've been doing that kind of. Awesome. Uh, has been very good about that. I've been recently. I've been really working hard, you guys. And uh, yeah, you can find the Carrie SoundCloud. By just kind of typing Carrie UI SoundCloud and then find Joke Local around with that. Uh, we're going to have another show next week, as I always say, same time, same <laughs> place, 89.7 FM. And yeah. Is there anything else we want to close with? Um, I love college radio. That is a really good thing to close <laughs> That's with. That's beautiful. That is, yes, very good. I appreciate that. And the whole of Carrie UI appreciates that. <laughs> Have a great Valentine's Day, you guys. Have the best Valentine's Day you can have. Get to smooching. <laughs> Wait, I mean, if you're in a position to smooch, enjoy your smooch. If you should happen Whoa. to come buy some half-price chocolate, uh, you could theoretically feel free to buy it. Exactly. <laughs> this has been Joke Local. You're listening to Carry UI, Iowa City. Bye.